So the thing is, when there's a demo account and there's no money, we don't feel that emotional attachment. So therefore, we're easily able to just let go. We're easily able to just exit. But when there is that emotional attachment, when there is that money on the line, why are we emotionally attached? This is one of the biggest things you have to look at is why is it for you hard to take that exit? Why is it for you hard to accept defeat or accept a loss? And what kind of loser are you? You know, I ask this question because as a trader, you need to understand that this is just probability. There's no ego. There's no battle. There's no right or wrong. There's nothing about that. It's just you versus you and how you behave. Basically, how you behave relative to the thoughts you put on a colorful line moving up and down the screen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, and you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. My name is Jake. We are back on a Tuesday, and I can't believe we're almost at episode 150. I must say, I'm pretty proud of myself. Consistent work over time does lead to big results, and... Um, I didn't really have a number or an intention for um, how this show was going to go, but I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. And, and you know, the whole point of it is for me to look at my journey, find my mistakes and present them in a way that others can learn from. And as I grow and develop as a trader to that six, seven, eight figure trading account, Hopefully you can hear and the verbalizing of, of my mistakes and the lessons that I've learned and have them relate to you and try and take them in to your trading journey. Some of them may make no sense to you. Some of them may make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, 150, I think this is episode 149. So I must say I'm very proud. I'm, I'm showing some gratitude to myself for consistency. That's one of the things that I'm not very good at. But as we know in trading, consistency is key. We want to be trading the exact same way every single time with management, entries, and exits. Um, and so to have that, I guess, exude into other areas of my life is quite a nice um, little thing to acknowledge and, and to observe. And so today, uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about, but the number one is I want to go back and kind of review a little bit about my trading on Friday. Okay. Now, if, for those of you on the call, you heard that I, I took two full losses and I was like, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm sulking <laughs> um, playfully, but still I was a bit disappointed in myself um, for a couple of reasons. And we're going to go into some of the emotion behind trade. Well, trading psychology is pretty much most of the thing we talk about here. And often we talk about trading psychology in terms of, um, in terms of individual trades, right? How we're doing on the charts. But I also want to talk about trading psychology in the overall trading session and your week and more of a macro aspect. And that's kind of what happened to me on the Friday. So um, 
before we get into that, I want you to chuck some gratitude into the chat as we always share on on this call. Yeah, no worries, Kayla. Send me a message there. Grateful for this group and the support from it. Yep. Grateful for my little baby of mine. Yeah, I love that. That's so awesome. Gotta love having a little one. I was on to be perfectly honest. This call almost didn't happen because as I went out there to get some water before this call, there was some badass forts being built in my living room and I nearly wanted to cancel and go play in the forts. So <laughs> I was very close to this not happening because there's some wicked forts and some lights going on out there that I really want to be a part of. So um, it is kind of cool having a little one that you can do that with. Completely off topic, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm grateful for my little man as well. I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you can understand for music i'm heading to live jeremy camp concert tonight and i'm so excited yeah i love music i play music as you can see uh i love music i'm everything all about music music is very emotional uh and can be very beneficial uh if you want to release some form of happy joy sad whatever it is can also be helpful uh to put you in the mood we talk about sensory inputs you know some i often listen to music before this podcast to get me energetic to get me excited I've got my sense, my incense, sorry, coming for the smells. And so all these sensory inputs can get you in that right frame of mind. So I'm all things music. I hope you really, really enjoy that concert tonight. All right. Thanks for the gratitude in the chat. Now, what I was talking about was reviewing my trades on Friday. Now, we're not going to go through a review of my trades, but more so an overview of some of the lessons I took away. And kind of I want to talk through the behaviors I was having in that session. Now, I've been trading fairly well for the last couple of months. Yesterday, I think, was the worst session I've had probably in about a month and a half, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and it's for a few different reasons. One, number one was I didn't follow my trading plan. That's the biggest ouch for me. Um, you know, tra trading dis with discipline is going to be great. Having wins, losses, this comes, but trading to your trading plan should be the number one priority um, across all aspects of your trading. If you have a trading plan that's precise, that's defined, and you trade to that trading plan, then you can actually cater for where your mistakes might be. If you start to slip and slide from your trading plan, then it gets really, really hard to track, measure, and and change the things we need to change, right? And so the number one thing for me was I was disappointed that I didn't follow my trading plan. Um, but more so in a more macro aspect of, I don't usually trade Fridays, okay? I do Monday through Thursday, and then my wife goes to work, and I have the day with my son on Friday and you know, Friday can be a bit of a trap day. So it's just for me, psychologically better to stay out. That car. Um, but my wife's mother, so my mother-in-law wanted to come and play with the son, which is great. And so we could give myself some extra time to do extra work rather than doing extra work from the business side of things. I decided I'm going to jump on the charts because it was perfectly at the same time. Uh, and lo and behold, I just took loss after loss after loss. Now I took first, I took two losses. The first one uh, was just a bad trade. And I, I think I said in the trade, like, you know, yes, there were certain things that maybe didn't quite perfectly fit. Um, there were signs that it may not have gone the right way, but it did in the end match my trading plans. So at the end of the day, I probably would have taken that trade again. The problem was I didn't take my exits because I was attached psychologically to this being a good, easy day. Okay, I'm doing a challenge at the moment. I was about 75% of the way passing through. And I was like, you know what? If I can come on on Friday, just have one nice trade, get me over this benchmark 80%. Get me over this 80%, then that'll be a great way. That'll be a great way to finish off this week. Okay. So straight away, I'm assuming, I'm hoping that by the language I'm using, you can see where my issue was. I wanted to get onto the charts. 
so that I could finish this week really well with one easy trade. What am I doing here already? Chuck some ones in the chat. Chuck some chuck some responses in the chat if you can sort of break that down um, and give me kind of what I've been doing that's wrong here. But I will also <clears throat> go into it a little bit deeper. Let's just see if anyone can pick it up. Just some people who've been there before. Yeah, lots of people have been there before. Okay, setting up expectations. Yeah, good. Exactly. Putting that pressure on. Exactly. And so these are things that I'm doing preemptively before I'm even on the charts. So as I get into the charts, I'm expecting to get one easy trade, making you force it, kind of expecting to get it. Exactly. Yeah. So perfect. These are, these are great responses because this is exactly what I want you to bring awareness to in your own trading. So what I was doing was I was coming in expecting to get one nice easy trade. One trade, you know, it doesn't have to be much, just one small trade just to get me over this line because, you know, the, the numbers, it was going to be like a 15, 20 point trade and I'd be 80% past. It would have been a great week. Means that I can come into this week with not too much stress. And, and you know, I was living in the future. I was anticipating the future. I was predicting what I want to happen. I wasn't being patient and waiting for the market to come to me. Now, this trade setup came and it was along, along the lines of my trading plan. But maybe if I wasn't forcing that saying, this is going to be the one easy trade that I'm going to be done with, I would have been like, you know what? This actually isn't 100%. Maybe, maybe I do want to wait on this one. And not only that, but I could have, if I wasn't attached to just needing that one easy trade, I could have been like, oh, well, this is a bad trade. I was wrong. Exit with a small loss and we'll wait and see what else comes. But no, I was attached to this idea that today was just going to be one simple. And the trade set up, it actually was moving quite nicely. It pushed back counter trend and it was it was setting up to be that kind of um, scenario. But I was attached, right? I was attached to the idea that it was going to be one easy, simple trade. And that's all this session was going to be. So I held on to that trade longer than I needed to. Because I thought, oh, it's going to turn around because this is that one easy trade. Maybe I'm just wrong here. Let's ignore this exit. Really bad behavior. Um, and then it didn't go that way. And so what did I do immediately? I was like, okay, damn it. Now I need to get that back and this one easy trade so that I'm at this point. So I've set this bar that I want to be and I'm striving for it and like aiming for it. But I've attached myself to this outcome that I need to have. And so this psychological barrier is... Setting myself up, expectation reality. We speak about this a lot. And so all all from the get-go, right, I'm in this emotional state of, oh, this is where I've got to be. If I don't get this, I failed today. Or, you know, I've had this great week. I think I made like 4 or 5%. And the, or maybe it was 3.5% or something like 4.5%. And I wanted to get to 5%, let's say. I can't remember the exact numbers. But that was the kind of anticipation that I had. And I was like, oh, I've got this extra bonus session, which I never trade anyway. I can just do one easy trade and then I'll have a really good week. And so rather than being happy and grateful with the week that I had, I wanted it to be an extra good week so that this was going to be easier for me next week. And what did this do? This forced me into unnecessary trades. This forced me into holding on to the trades even longer, not taking my exits, and in turn taking a full loss. Then I was frustrated and emotional. I was like, no, that's not what I wanted. This isn't how this was meant to go. See this psycho psychology, this emotion that keeps, starts to play out. And I'm sure you've all been in a situation where you've had these kind of words. This isn't how it was meant to go, or this isn't what I was expecting, or this can't be right, or whatever it is. You know, that expectation versus reality, just jotted that down in my journal. Yeah, it's so true. Um, it's very important to acknowledge this. So we had this expectation versus reality and the reality wasn't there. And so what did I do? I was like waiting and hunting. I became this hunter. I was hunting for this next trade hunting, hunting, hunting. And then I took a trade, which probably wasn't, I, I could say that, yes, I could justify reasons for it to match my trading plan. But the truth be told, if I'm doing that, it just doesn't. Okay. It doesn't match my trading plan. And I took a trade that didn't match my trading plan. What happened immediately turned around on me, took a full stop loss, didn't even have time to take an exit. So I was two full stop losses down. 
ouch, ego was hurt because that's not what I wanted. So I see in the chats there, then your ego comes in and says, no, I can't finish this day like this. Exactly. So perfect segue because what happened? I left the charts because that was what my trading plan says, you know, two full stop losses. But I came back in the afternoon, like, oh, afternoon session. Let's just make up and finish off. It's okay. I've now done what my trading plan says. We're taking an, I've never, ever traded Friday afternoon for like months, months, maybe even a year, maybe even longer. It just doesn't match my time zone and it doesn't match my trading strategy and it's all over the place. And what happened, I came in, I was like, I'm just going to get one back and we can just get it back to the bare, bare, bare level that I started at. You know, that ego comes into it, right? I don't want to finish the week like this. I don't want to finish the day like this. I don't want to finish the session like this. I don't want to finish the week like this. This plays on top of each other. So I came back, I took a trade, turned around immediately. And what did I do? Revenge trade into another one, full stop loss, four full stop losses in a day. Horrible, horrible day right? Now, to some, that might not seem like much, but on a journey that I've been on, like in, in my future, four full stop losses was like just the first hour of my session. Maybe it was even the first half an hour, but I've come a very long way. And so for me to slip back into those behaviors, it's painful because I know that's not the trader I am. However, the trader I am doesn't dwell and get horribly bent up by these things anymore like I used to and just go fight, fight, fight. I'd put my tail between my legs, realized I'd made mistakes and just went into the weekend sulking like a big adult baby, understanding that this was emotional and that this was not the right thing to do, but that's who I am and that's what I did. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to lie about it. Uh, I realized that in the past, I'd let that affect my whole weekend. And I said, no, not today. My wife got home and I was like, I just want to tell you this. I completely effed up. I did this, 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 and this. I'm really sulky about it. Give me a cuddle. I'm going to have a beer and I'm going to get over it. <laughs> and that's basically how it went. Okay. And I've learned from that to move on very quickly, let go, move on to the next thing. Cause there's nothing I can change about the Friday. What I can change is how I move forward in the future. Um, and what it taught me, and this is along the lines of what I've been saying in the past is what kind of loser are you? Are you a humble, able loser? Or have you got really strong ego that doesn't like losing at all? And this comes in micro and in macro, okay? So when we're talking about it in the sense of the session, you know, I I basically took a loss. I was a sore loser. I fought back unnecessarily and I was an even sore loser. I came back to fight again and I just got my ass handed to me. Fair enough. I deserved it and I'm, ha I'm happily, you know, it was damaging. I took away the, the profits from the week, and but it wasn't crippling or anything like that. It was more the ego that hurt and the pride that hurt because I'd slipped back. But what I said to myself is that I can actually go and look at this and go, right, what is it and why did this happen? Okay. And so the question that I asked myself is, what kind of loser am I? <laughs> Obviously, that day, uh, I was a sore loser. I wasn't managing it very well. The, the instant my trade went the wrong way against me, I wasn't accepting that I'd lost. I hadn't allowed that to be the reality. And so I held on longer than I needed to. And this snowballed, right? This means that I took a full loss, then I had more to catch up. So therefore I was more revengeful in my next entry. And it went on and on and on and on. <clears throat> what we need to do as traders is let go of that immediately. As soon as you enter a trade, right? You've done your bit in your estimation of whether it's going to go up or down. Now, all you're doing is looking for signs of direction or direction change. I got a bullish candle and a buy, sweet. How am I gonna handle this new scenario? Okay, I'm gonna protect some of this, this capital that I've got. Make make sure that I'm break even. Or I've got a bearish candle broken below an EMA, which usually is a good sign that it's gonna go back in the other direction. So that's a sign that it's going in the bearish. I may be slightly in drawdown here, 
but do I really want to hold on to this and see if it's going to continue as this would predict? Or do I want to see if I'm wrong again and hope that maybe this closing below the EMA is actually wrong again and it's going to go back in my favor? So we have to understand that as soon as we get this signal or this sign or whatever it is, what I'm going to call your fail safe, safe keyword hope. Yeah, exactly. Spot on, Kayla. Um, you know, what is your fail-safe exit? I, I call my fail-safe exits. For those of you in the trading plan course, you'll see the fail-safe exit that I, that I refer to uh, for my different scenarios. When that comes, it's called fail-safe because basically that's the best way to get out without being hurt. It's, it's the safety of your trade failing. But if you're not a good loser and you can't acknowledge this, you're going to hold on. And then what happens? You watch it. You go, this is my exit. I should be exiting here. I didn't exit. It's probably going to go down. It's continuing to go down. It's hit my full stop loss. That's going to hurt a lot more. And not only that, it's going to end up making you have so much more work to do to make up for that wrong decision. We've got to understand that in the market, we can have everything line up 10 out of 10, and it could still go the wrong way. However, it's how we respond to that going the wrong way that really makes the kind of trader we are. If it goes the wrong way, it starts to show you signs and you go, hey, look, I was wrong. Exit. You take five, six, seven points, whatever it is. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with being wrong in the market. Having Making the wrong decision, whatever it is, maybe you're too early, maybe the move still goes, but you weren't quite patient enough. All these things are okay if you accept it and acknowledge it very, very quickly. However, in that moment, it's really hard to do. And this is the key. Why is it really hard to do? Why is it really hard to do? There's a few aspects to this. And often in life, when we're put on the back foot, what happens? Our amygdala fires up, we get in a fight or flight. Now, if it's if you come from a fearful state, uh, maybe you're quite easy to, to, to flight. You know, maybe you're easy to run. Ah, it's turning around, run. I'm, at, I'm at, out. But unfortunately, if you're from the greedy state or a different person, maybe you're more of a fighter. And you're like, no, this isn't, this isn't wrong. It's going to be right. And you stand there and you fight. But fighting a $6 trillion market as a small retail trader, is never a fight you're going to win ever, ever. And it's definitely not a war you're going to win. And so why is it like that we get like this? Why is it this, this fight or flight kicks in? Well, back in the day, you know, an animal would come that would take your life and we would have to do one or two things, fight or flight. And this amygdala firing, you know, it's built up over years and years and years of evolution. And we get to a state now where, Unfortunately, society insists that if you do not have money, you will. it's going to be very hard to survive. The, the society we live in right now is that the dollar value basically makes us thrive or really suffer to survive. Okay, And so when there's money on the line, it's almost as if there's an animal that we need to fight or run from. And so we have now got a dollar attachment to this battle that's going on. Okay, Sympathetic nervous system fires up. Exactly. Right? We have this internal battle that's like, if this money goes down, we are losing. And again, we were speaking about this last week. This comes into that idea. Maybe it's not for you, the money, the actual dollar value. Maybe it's not the ego of being right or wrong, but maybe it's the act, act of control. If the market is able to do whatever it wants and tear you apart, you have no control. And the control that you have with the finances is what you use to control your life, right? It's what we use to thrive. It's what we use to put food on the table. If you've got kids, you want to feed them and house them and all those things that are important. And so when that gets put at jeopardy, a jeopardy, is that the right word? I don't know. Um, when that gets threatened, let's say, then we feel threatened. 
And we don't want to let go of that. It's like, ah, I need, you know, I talk about sometimes where does your consciousness level come from? Are you trading from desperation? Do you need this money? Because if you do, as soon as that trade goes against you, you're losing that control. You're losing that fight. And so it's really hard to cut your losses and go, okay, that means that I'm losing this money. Again, this comes from fully accepting the risk. I have this note in front of me. And now Friday, I was not even looking at it. I actually realized that on Friday, it was over here underneath another book. Um, another reason why I probably wasn't accepting my risk entering the trade. Okay. And so we need to understand that every time we get into a trade, we have to fully accept the amount of money that we're going to lose. And because I was growing my account, um, as I'd gotten to a higher level, I was actually risking more. And so the loss of that amount had now reached this threshold level where losing that amount was actually affecting how I traded. Whereas if I had a not increase it as high, I wouldn't have been so affected by the dollar value. And so as you grow as a trader, you may notice that a certain number, the dollar value doesn't mean anything to you and you can ignore it and you can trade just for the pips and just what via your trading plan. But human behavior basically means that there's a threshold where the dollar value starts to increase and change drastically, where you will start to feel emotion from it and start to fluctuate. We want to always be trading just below that threshold. And ideally, as you trade consistently and you grow your account, your threshold will increase, increase. And if you take withdrawals and all this sort of stuff, the amount that swings emotion into you will ideally increase as, as your account does. But the very initial point, there is this threshold. And if you're trading over that, then you start to trade what the term is called trading with tilt. That's when the emotions take over. And, and as we saw before in the chat, sympathetic nervous system sort of kicks in and we're not really trading logically and calmly. Okay. So what do we do here is we need to find these, these balances in between us. What is our threshold that creates the emotion? What is the other aspects that create emotion within us. Like for me, trading on a Friday was something I didn't do. So I was out of my element. I was doing something different. And this led to different responses in my trading. And also, I don't usually add, put an expectation onto my trading outcomes. I just go, let's see what we can get in the market Monday through Thursday. On Friday, I was like, let's trade this session so that I can end in a good week. See, there's already a different framing of my entire session. So these things are certain aspects that you need to look at within you and see, are these things making me trade with emotion? Am I feeling ego towards taking a loss? Am I feeling loss of control towards taking a loss? Is it the dollar value in this that's that's making me not want to close a trade? Because put some ones in the chat if you have been in a trade in demo and it goes around you and you've got no problem. Just like, yeah, exit. That's, that's not going my way. Right? Ones. Few ones coming in. Okay. So the thing is, when there's a demo account and there's no money, we don't feel that emotional attachment. So therefore, we're easily able to just let go. We're easily able to just exit. But when there is that emotional attachment, when there is that money on the line, why are we emotionally attached? This is one of the biggest things you have to look at is why is it for you hard to take that exit? Why is it for you hard to accept? defeat or accept a loss? And what kind of loser are you? You know, I ask this question because. As a trader, you need to understand that this is just probability. There's no ego. There's no battle. There's no right or wrong. There's nothing about that. It's just you versus you and how you behave. Basically, how you behave relative to the thoughts you put on a colorful line moving up and down the screen. Okay. When we break it down to that simplicity, it kind of seems funny that we get so emotionally attached to it and so emotionally frustrated. But at the end of the day, we're watching a colorful line move up and down and we're responding relative to 
the emotion or the feeling we put put towards it relative to money. Because why? Money has a lot of control over our life and society and it does a lot of things and helps us with control and ego and all these sorts of things. Okay. This is why a relationship with money is so important with this. And the sooner we can push it out, push money being push the need for money being like, sorry, let's try this again. The sooner we can push the dollar amount value being of importance out of our minds and put in probability and just the number of points into, into the, the equation, then that's the fastest way we're going to get consistent growth because then you're going to be trading just on the probability. Then you're going to be trading, okay, this is an exit sign. It doesn't have this huge attachment of money, so I can just exit, okay? Now, these are all the things that have kind of come about from um, what I was looking at on Friday. It was an understanding that when I, when I do things in an environment that's not my usual, uh, it can create emotional trading and now the one thing i like about trading is you can travel and do it everywhere but i don't trade on fridays but i tried to trade on fridays but what was my reason behind trading on fridays so that i could get up so i could get extra can you hear i was being greedy i wanted to finish the week really well so it was greed on a more macro scale it was i want to finish this week extra good or i want to finish this week with this and this and i've realized that within me every time i do those things like if we've got an event on or something like that i get the greed because i want trading to set the mood of like, yes, I made this money. Now I can go and enjoy X, Y, Z on a different level. And this is a thing that always ends up backfiring for me. And so I want you to look at yourself and go, okay, do I have any of these similar trades? Do I have noticeable times when I'm losing? Do I have certain events that come up which make me trade from, in a, diff from a different psychological point of view? Does this make sense to people? Okay, I've seen a bit of chat coming through in the, in the chat, so I'm going to flick back and have a read through them. But I hope this makes sense. I wanted to go through what I did on Friday, realize my mistakes and share them with you, and realize that it's not just about did I trade well or did I not, but there's an outer environment aspect towards what happened to me on Friday, and that needs to be acknowledged and assessed just as much as your individual trades on your trading plan. Okay, I'm getting better at getting out of trades when it reverses on me and limits my losses. And I am seeing a bit bigger wins versus losses. Love that, Laurent. Well done. So risk less. Yes, so there, so risking less um, is a great way to do this. And this is why, it, it is again, it's all so personal. But if you risk less, you will see that the loss that you have doesn't affect you as much. So therefore, the emotion's less. It took me a long time to realize this, but there's this certain... You know, we, we say 2%, whatever it is, but if you've got an account size and you look at it and be like, oh, that amount of money would do so much to me right now, it's really hard to let that go. Or if you see that you're trading a higher account size, let's say you're doing an FTMO challenge or something like that, and you're like, oh, if I take an exit here and I'm turning down 250 bucks, I could do so much with that money right now. And so therefore, da, 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 da. And it happens so quickly, but it's just the way our brain associates numbers with our own lifestyle. And that's what's happened through society over years. There's nothing we can do about that. I mean, we can learn and practice to try and reduce that emotional attachment and reduce that association, but that takes time, right? With my FTMO, it's more serious than the previous demos as my goal is because it's in a free trial so I can go to a funded account. So now I have overcome the demo idea. Oh, it's just play money. Yeah, that's the problem with demos sometimes is we get to a certain point and it's just like, ah, oh, this isn't even real. Okay, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, thanks for sharing. 
Really appreciate your honesty. It's very relatable. And I'm going to determine what kind of loser I am because how I handle my losses is what's slow, slowing me down. Yeah, it's, I think that's the truth for, for a lot of people. A lot of people say I need a lot of better. I need to enter better trades, but it's like, honestly, we just need to enter less shitty trades. <laughs> like we can have the more good trades, but what's holding us back is we're entering too many bad trades, right? If you entered the same amount of good trades as you're doing, but a lot or like half the amount of bad trades, you would see growth. The question, what kind of loser am I really causes me to think, yeah, it does. And it caused me to think. And that's why I wanted to share it with you guys today, because that's kind of what I was pondering. I used to think that I was humble and that I was good, even though I am quite competitive. Uh, but maybe my understanding of my own perspective of what kind of loser I am isn't as honest and truthful as I think it is. And so maybe some of you can take this question to yourself and, and do some self-analysis and, and try and debunk it and, and figure out what kind of loser you are over the week. And, I'm, and I say it in a fun way, but it is, it is also in a very serious, like, this is what we need to work on. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, much love to everyone who has showing up consistently. Uh, traders, let's go jump onto the charts. Make sure you've done all the things you know how to, you know, you need to do journaling, uh, trading plan, lot size calculations, brain warm up, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we will catch you on tomorrow. Tomorrow it's Tuesday, so it's very early in the week. And trading plan course launched. Yesterday, I got a lot of people excited, messaging me and jumping into that. So I'm very grateful for everyone who is in on that with the pre-sale tickets. Pre-sale tickets are over, but it's obviously still very available. So don't miss out. Don't hesitate to jump in or ask me any questions. All right. Much love, everyone. Happy trading. And I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.